This episode of Pace Performance Bite Size is a clip from Phil Scott, and it's episode number 417, and it's all about the anaerobic speed reserve. So if you want a detailed view of what that is, check out the episode with Gareth Sanford, but this is all about how it's implemented and how groups of athletes are bucketed based on the data collected and the anaerobic speed reserve. So it's a great clip from Phil, which I'm sure you'll love. Just before we do dive into this episode, I want to say a big thanks to Rock Daisy for sponsoring this episode today. Rock Daisy's athlete management system provides a powerful competitive advantage to elite sports leagues around the world. If you're looking for a solution that enables you to centralize, analyze, and visualize your data, check out rockdaisy.com and sign up for a free trial. So we're going to have a little chat, like I said 10 minutes ago, anaerobic speed reserve. Had Gareth Sanford on for a couple of episodes, part one and part two, back to back, diving into this in, in lots of detail. So if people want a really detailed view of what anaerobic speed reserve is, definitely check that out. However, it'd be great to get a, a, a brief review and then of, of what it is. And then why you went down this route, what answers, sorry, what questions does it answer that you had? All right. So... Um, yeah, absolutely. Well, I think if I take, if I'm allowed to take it a step further back, I think go for it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I had a uh, when training um, the the guys. Um, I guess a, a couple of things stood out for me aerobically um, that I was I was trying at least in the gym to um, individualize. You know, alongside their previous injury history and. Um, their, their role within the team and uh, I was trying to individualize at that time a few years ago well we were individualizing what they were doing and it didn't quite make sense to me that we were just aerobically programming fundamentally the same thing uh, it was periodized but still quite general for everyone um, the other thing that stood out for me was that some of them hated it and I, I guess you do to a certain extent it hurts but it wasn't just that it hurts. They, it's, they were like, this is, they just, it didn't suit them. There was something that didn't make sense. And some of the guys were like, I hate, I hate long runs. I've never been on a long run in my life. Why are we doing, you know, three minutes on? I've, uh, even that for some of them, it, they were just arguing, not arguing, but they were putting their point across. And I, I, I couldn't, I, I, as we all like to be able to justify why we're doing something, I couldn't justify why they were feeling like that. And, um, I did so. I started just not necessarily going near the anaerobic speed reserve or, or anything like that. I just started reading everything possible on um, aerobic development, and obviously there's some amazing stuff out there from you know Larson and Boucher and um, David Bishop and and the papers that, that go along those lines. And then I got to a point of so I'm, I, I kind of had absorbed a lot of information, but I was like still. Still, these guys are still, something's not clicking. So I said, I, um, I made a call to Ben Rosenberg. I said, right, who are your, who are your go-tos? Who's in this area? Who are your go-tos? And um, thankfully, uh, he mentioned Gareth Sanford and um, Dan Laverpore as well, which I'll, I'll talk about later what I learned from that. But that's where, that's where this whole, for me, this, this concept of individualizing um, the aerobic piece as, 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 as best as possible came from. Um, obviously Gareth has covered that, um, in huge detail in, in that chat he, he had with you, but, um, to kind of re go over, I guess it's, it's, it's take, if you're going to work above your maximum aerobic speed, then if you don't take into consideration that 
their top their top speed their maximal speed then it, it, it some athletes will have more efficiency and more in the tank left to work with than others um so it, if we take an example of uh, athlete a runs at 17 uh, has an mas of um, 17 k's an hour so say athlete a and athlete b have 17 k's an hour as their max aerobic speed if we program for them at 140 percent of that max aerobic speed that comes out at 23.8 um k's an hour so it, it, that's how we i guess previous or it, it's it's it could be generalized to take in the maximum aerobic speed, if we program at 40% of their ASR, athlete A will be going at 22.1 k's an hour, and athlete B will be going at 23.4. That's, a, that's fundamentally a, it's a big difference over the course of whatever you're programming, you know, 15 seconds on, 15 off, whatever it is. And, and that, for me, was why some guys were blowing up um, and going, I can't complete it, and they're going, you're lazy, blah, blah, blah. Whereas the other guys were going, this is too easy. And I'm like, why am I not? I'm trying to program this as precisely as possible, but we're still getting discrepancies. So I guess that's a further piece on how it came about for me and also why it's so important to take into, the, into consideration those two, those two points. Yeah. So to, to, to conduct a prof, to get the profile, MAS, in what, what kind of test are you doing to get the MAS? So um, for cricket, for what we're, we're using the 2K time trial and um, we have access to a track at Loughborough. We also have a lovely round field to run around um, wherever we go in the world and we've, we've got grass as consistency as well. So we're happy with the ability to, um, to go with that test um, from a validity point of view, um, from an easy, easy, easy way of, um, it's an easy test to administer. Um, but also, um, not that you should hang your hat on one particular article or journal or anything, but um, there's there's support out there from, there's a, a paper from 2015 in Bellinger um, that did some work with the um, AFL guys in Australia um, and, and found that that 2K particularly was a was a very valid measure of, of maximum aerobic speed. So that, it kind of was like, well, that's perfect. Um, so we, we've, we moved, we've moved to that for the last few years. Okay, so you've got your MAS and you've got your maximal sprinting speed. 30 meters, 20, 30 meters? So what we do is we do a, we've got the ability to do a 40 meter sprint. Our boundaries generally go, you know, up to 60, even 70 meters. So I like quite a long um, sprint as such. To get, their max, to get their max sprint speed, what I found previously was um, I took it between 20 and 30 or 30 and 40. Um, and then having done a bit of research, I immediately cut that down to a five meter time and gate split, which makes a huge difference uh, in terms of your accuracy. Um, so I'll do a, we'll, we'll do a 10 meter, a 20 meter, a 25 meter split, a 30 meter split, 35 meter split and a, and a 40. But generally 90% of my guys will be hitting their max speed within 20 to 25 or 25 to 30. Um, and that's really key. Uh, in terms of getting a very accurate number, so you've got these two numbers. Where do we go from? Where do, where do you go from there? Well, this is the exciting bit for me that I that got um, unveiled by Gareth. So suddenly you, you've got your your max sprint speed, which you can divide by your max aerobic speed, and that gives you a ratio. Now, in in Gareth's case, with working with um, elite middle distance runners, 
um, that threw out a certain uh, a certain ratio. For me, um, I applied the same concept to my guys, so international cricketers who are uh, our average two k time when 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 I first did it was sixteen point two. So ironically or amazingly, exactly the same as that Bellinger paper as well, which was gave me a bit more confidence. Um, and then from there. I, and I guess this is some creative license, created my own um, divisions. So with that, with that ratio, um, if, you've got, um, if you've got those aerobic type profiles, um, you've got those speed type profiles. For me, I was working at above 1.8 um, being the speedsters and below 1.7 as the aerobic guys. In between that, that's what I've referred to as the mixed profile. And when I when I first put this into the into my sheet and had a look, it I also put some hopefully put some common sense and some um, reasoning behind it. And it and who I where I would put certain the speedsters ended up as the speedsters, and where I put I mean I guess the speedsters are really obvious, and the aerobic guys they're really obvious. Um, so they they fit quite nicely, and then there was a I guess um, a mix of a mix of the guys in that mixed in that middle category, um, who actually when you come to think of it, and when you come to talk to these guys, um, some of the conversations are what would you pref- what, what do you prefer doing? If I let's say you could go for a, a two three four five k, or you could do a sprint session, they can't really answer you, um, and so it was it was nice to it was nice to see them sitting. Um, very biased view, but it was nice to see them sitting in the middle where they couldn't really make up their minds, is arguably down to their physiology. So this is how that's how I followed Gareth's um, sprint profile, aerobic profile, and mix, but in my own world as such, because cricketers definitely don't match up to um, elite middle distance runners. Yeah, so that one point seven, one point eight, and the guys in between, and was it? To, it was just common sense, a little bit of reasoning. That came that you ended up at them ratios. Yeah, uh, yes, basically it's very unscientific. Um, it's it, and and even um, even visually, once I put it on, it actually it kind of just it it fit the, the the categories kind of created themselves. So when I first did it, there was two or three guys that were aerobic and like really aerobic. They just can keep going all day. They can recover really quickly. They've got no interest in in hanging around for a rest period. And and vice versa with those speed guys, they 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 need all the rest in the world, and they blow up quickly. Um, it, it kind of it, it really did fit as nicely as as I could have hoped. From there, you do there has been um, introductions of new players and um, and people that do ask a few more questions. Um, but yeah, absolutely. First of all, it was just applying a relatively non scientific. Um, common sense to the to the process that gareth had put forward okay so we've got these three profiles yes where do we go from there when it comes to actually programming so i guess again to take to take um it back a slight step in terms of my my justification reasoning and thoughts and even some of the research that's come out more recently um and i guess reiterate a point i've slightly made is some of these guys, um, but when we're trying to get aerobically fitter, uh, for me, applying 
a blanket a blanket approach to everyone just it doesn't work um some guys i guess you've got your responders and your non-responders to a lot of work that we do and i believe this fiber typology is starting to um unveil a little bit of 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 why we're getting we're getting those two different categories from an aerobic development point of view um if i was if i was doing a blanket interval session in a pre-season and it was say a minute on 30 off a deliberately two to one ratio for that aerobic development those aerobic guys it, it didn't touch the side it really it's it, it, it wasn't enough and sometimes you and you get them going can i do some more um whereas the speed guys the sprinters um the guys with that high max max sprint speed would still blow up and they'd go okay they'd start really well but then they they really would blow up and they some of them not able to, to um complete that session so um uh, there's also i guess there's also that research around um i really hope i'm saying her name correctly here but Aline Livens um uh, I, i've only read her her work so i'm i'm really sorry um i've not actually had anyone say her name officially to me but um you look at the, the the recovery profiles of those guys with fast fast twitch more of a fast twitch fiber setup and a more of a slow twitch um and i think they in 2020 she did um, a study with 33 30 seconds all out wing gates and um the power drop off for the fast twitch guys was um was 61 percent, whereas the the slow twitch guys were only 41 percent. and then um on top of that the slow twitch guys were recovered after 20 minutes and i love this bit um the fast twitch guys were not recovered even five hours later there's still a significant drop off and that just sums up for me these this what we experience out with these team sports athletes who have such a range of um i guess yeah a range of um physiology that we're dealing with um and why some guys go oh, i don't really want it I'm f- i feel fine and the others are like walking in like they've just completed just the biggest workout in the world so um yeah that's that's for me that really why these categories and and what we could what why we need to um individualize is so important Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Pace Performance Bite Size. The full episode with Phil can be found on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts. Big thanks to Rock Daisy for sponsoring this episode today, and I'll chat to you next time.